Welcome everyone to another episode of the podcast. Quick housekeeping for you as per usual. Make sure you rate and review five stars on Apple's podcast app. Follow me on Instagram at Felix.Levine. My YouTube channel, subscribe, Felix Levine. Search it on YouTube. You can subscribe, watch everything in its full video formats as well as smaller clips and highlights. Um, and I love when you guys reach out to me. Tell me what you do like about the episodes, maybe what you don't like. That's also incredibly helpful. Um, guests you want to, to see on the show. Um, so please, please reach out to me, FelixLevineWTG at gmail.com. You can find that on my website, Felix-Levine.com, or just DM me on Instagram. Uh, I usually check those, so please, please do that. Um, it's really awesome to, to hear from you guys and my guest today. He is one of the hottest prospects in MMA. He's the current Ring of Combat featherweight champion and will be featuring on Dana White's Contender Series this July. Please welcome Dennis Bazookia. Live. What up, brother? Live, Dennis, what Dennis, up, what up, baby? So uh first of all, I'm excited because we've been we've been talking about this for a while. And yeah. uh and finally you're here. And with a lot of different news that we're gonna talk about after, but uh thanks for coming out. Thanks for having me, bro. You're out you, and you put in a little trek too, so I appreciate you trekking out here. I'm happy to be here, bro. bro. The Friday the Friday traffic is terrible. Yeah, and the weather's been getting a little nicer, I know, you know. So it's pretty out. bad. Yeah, yeah, it's bad. But I love this part of Brooklyn. You come here often? Uh, I've come here a few times, maybe like 10 times in my life, but I do like it. It's nice, right? Yeah. Nice little park slope area. Um, okay, I told you a few seconds ago. Something the world doesn't know about you from previous interviews that you've done. Okay. We're going right into the COVID story? Right. All right, let's get into the COVID story then. So I had gotten COVID like two weeks, three weeks before I fought for my Ring of Combat title in 2020. Okay. This was before COVID hit the news or anyone knew what anything when was. When was your when was your title fight? February twenty twenty. Oh, okay, yeah. So this was <laughs> yeah, yeah. the world shut down in March, you know? Uh I had gotten a really bad cold at the time and everyone in the gym was getting sick. So this kid from Italy came. He was living with me and Al in the house. He came coughing. I'm like, yo, why the fuck are you coughing so much, bro? You know? <laughs> Looking back at it, it's like, yo, this fucking guy yeah, had yeah. COVID, bro. He's patient zero, this motherfucker. <laughs> oh, from Italy, too. From Italy, bro. Yo, he came they, on the plane crazy coughing. Yeah, bro. He brought the shit. <laughs> Me and Al get super sick, but I'm in the middle of camp for my fight. I'm cutting weight. I'm training oh, two, three times a day. I'm killing myself. And then I get super sick. I'm like, fuck. And this fight, bro, they had like four or five pullouts on this show. At that same oh. card, because everyone was getting so sick. Oh. It was crazy. I remember the matchmaker, Frankie Perez, for Ring of Combat. He was like, yo, I don't... I remember at the time, because this was before COVID. We yeah. didn't know. He's like, yo, I don't know if someone put a hex on this shit or the <laughs> devil himself. He's like, this shit could not have gone any worse, bro. He was telling us. You know, it was so funny. So everyone was getting sick. But anyways, doctors put me on antibiotics. I started... I was having the breathing problems, like trouble taking a yeah, deep breath. Yeah. So they gave me an, an albuterol inhaler. Uh, and then going into fight week, I was still on antibiotics. So I'm cutting weight on antibiotics, still sparring. I remember sparring Nas while I was really sick. Mm -hmm. um, Naoki, which is a fighter from Japan, he was in the UFC. He went to the emergency room at the time. Oh, this kid was like 19, 20. He's even younger than me. So everyone was getting fucked up. 
anyways, I fought. Thank God I won. It was a tough fight. You know, I I had I was feeling yeah. it. But I won the fight. It was a three-round war. Um, after that, I went to Panama in March. As I'm, so I go to Panama for a few days just to chill. As I'm at, I was at a bar now waiting to go to the airport before I come back. Me and my cousin get a text. Trump shuts down oh. international <laughs> travel. I'm like, yo, we're getting stuck in fucking Panama, bro. As we're at the bar, we get another text. Your flight's been delayed. Oh. I was like, bro. I was like, we're stuck. I was like, who the fuck knows what's going to happen? <laughs> Anyways, thank God the flight gets delayed again. Then I really started shitting my pants. I'm texting my family like, yo, I might get stuck in Panama. But thank God we end up coming back. The same day? Same night. Yeah, same, same night. night. So now after that, I had my first training session. This was peak COVID now. <laughs> Uh, when everything was on lockdown, no one could go out. Everyone's scared to talk to each other. So I was in the house with Al and Nas. We were living right. together, Ally Quinta. So we had a training session in the garage, and I just remember I did one round, bro, and I was fucking dying. And I never felt that before, like ever. This was two weeks after the fight, so I was recovered. I was good, you know. I was drinking, but I've drunk. I've like went out, drank, partied, and went and sparred the next day. Yeah. I've done that plenty of times, and I like you'll feel it, but. Nothing felt like what I felt for this training session. And it was one round. So I remember telling Al, and Al remembers it too. Like, we talk about it now. And I was like, yo, I, like, after the session, I'm like, yo, bro, I felt really weird. Like, I can't breathe or something. He was ah, you're out of shape. You know, you're heavy. Anyways, time goes on. I'm only getting worse. I can't breathe. Like, I can't take deep breaths. Even, like, normally? Like Even normally. Okay. Even normally. Like, I'd be in the car. I remember one time I'm driving with Nas. I'm in the car, and then I'm just sitting passenger, and I'm like, oh my god! I'm like trying to take a deep breath. I was like almost hyperventilating, just sitting in the car. And he goes, "Cuzzo, you all right?" He's like, "You good?" I'm like, bro, I don't know. I can't take a deep breath. And this is like, this is summertime at this point. You know, months later, very weird. So, time's going on. I'm getting even worse. Then I start having like stomach issues, like bloating, uh, diarrhea, constipation, like all types of weird stuff. Um, it just keeps getting worse, dude. So eventually, they called me. We go. We I went to corner Aljo for the Sanhagen fight. Okay. So we were in training camp, and I'm feeling it. You know, like I'm thinking, like ah, I'll just train hard and I'll get past it. I'm good. But I was really feeling it. Yeah. Not even like being the one in camp. I was just being as a training partner. I was feeling it a lot. You know, like the exhaustion, heavy body. Like my brain's not working sharp. Like I had bra I had bad brain fog too. There'd be moments like, I don't know where I am. Like, I got concussed, bro, you know, wow. without even sparring or anything. So I was just attributing it all to training and stuff mm -hmm. like that. I didn't know. Uh, I go corner Aljo for the Sanhagen fight. Then I get the call for contender at the time. Right. They call me for contender. Now I have no training partners at this point. You know, like Aljo's there, whatever. But the gym, everything was weird in New York, bro, during this time. Yeah, yeah, It's just peak yeah. COVID. yeah. Uh, you know, in New York, it was a strict state, yeah. dude. Like, everything was, was messed up. So, that whole camp, and you can ask, like, not to make excuses, but Al, Aljo, Ray, Sarah, like, everyone, like, saw what I was going through at this time. And they remembered, like, what, what you know, what I was yeah. going through. It was just a, a crazy thing. My, like, I wasn't myself, you know, at all, by any means. Like, the breathing issues, I would get exhausted, couldn't breathe. And then something happened. I have a herniated disc in my neck, um, which it hurts me all the time, but I never had this problem. So as I was getting ready for the fight, 
a uh the so it's called a suprascapular nerve okay. it shut down in my shoulder for some reason it got like impinged or something the nerve from my neck wasn't firing into my shoulder so then my infraspinatus muscle completely atrophied which is a rotator cuff muscle so now i had like no like i couldn't externally rotate with this arm like i lost a lot of strength in this arm i couldn't turn the wheel driving with it wow. that's how bad it was so i was going through the breathing stuff the stomach issues Jesus. the brain fog and then my shoulder yeah during the contender series camp wow but I, once i signed the contract bro i'm not pulling out you yeah, know yeah, unless yeah. like i break my leg which has happened to me before yeah. You know, unless I break a bone and I can't move, then I'm not pulling Fuck. out. So that was, damn, that's a lot of shit. This was a lot. And honestly, and, and Melsic, so for the people that remember that fight, um, or that know Melsic, Bagdazarian, Bagdazarian? Bagdazarian, yeah. Bagdazarian, who, uh, who's, who's, uh, who's, he's a, he's a beast. I mean, he's, he's a good, beast, man. bro. Um, that was, a, it was a split, it was a split? Unanimous, was, yeah, unanimous, two, but it two was to like 2-1. Yeah. Um, because I, I remember, because at that point I didn't know you, I think I didn't know you, but I had kind of like... Like just because I follow MMA, like I knew of you like that, mm -hmm. and I remember I was like, damn, that was a good fight, you know? What I mean, like two two bad motherfuckers, um, but that's crazy to know the whole backstory because I didn't know that. I just remember when I saw you with John last summer, mm -hmm. I think it was, uh, and you still had like, like you still had like lingering effects. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But you're not now. You're a hundred percent. I want to say a hundred. I still like sometimes it comes and goes. Like the last few weeks, maybe because I haven't been eating as clean, like perfect. Yeah. I'm feeling it a little bit. Like today, I'm okay. But sometimes I'll have like the bloating. Sometimes I won't be able to take like a complete deep breath. You know what I what mean? What did you? So did you? Uh, how did you get from like the terrible spot to like at least closer to a hundred percent, bro? So I was going. So I fought the fight after contender. I lost, and then. I was like, I'm going to take a month off. I'm not going to do anything except go to doctors, mm -hmm. every doctor I can, and see what, what's going on. Yeah. I, went to I went to two different pulmonologists. I went to a cardiologist. I went Fuck. to my primary doctor, got all my blood work done. I went to a gastrointestinal doctor for my stomach and mm -hmm. insides. Like, everything, bro. I spent so much money. Like, everything I had, I spent on it. I was like, yo, I'm going to... I was like, I can't fight like this. Yeah, yeah, I was like, how am I going to fight people like Melsic or Holloway or anyone yeah. in the UFC with my lungs like completely yeah. shot? So I went up to, I went going, I went to a pulmonologist and we did the pulmonary function test and my lungs were functioning at 68%, bro. I lost like a third of my lung function at the time, which I haven't gone back yet, but I'm sure it's better. And we did so many tests and they were like, they told, I remember the number 68%. I'm like, yo, that's a third of my lungs. Yeah. That's like not functioning. You know, I couldn't believe it. And I remember telling myself, like, yo, I'm, like, I remember having to talk with myself, like, this might be my career right here, you yeah, know? Yeah, like, no, I can imagine. This yeah. is as far as I can go. Are they telling you you can fight on 68% capacity of, like... No, your... bro, that's not even for a normal human. Yeah, what is, so what is, like, a nor like, when someone's deficient in that category, what is, like, a number that they're around? I don't know, actually, I didn't ask that. I'm curious. That's yeah, a good question. That doesn't sound good, though. But for a professional athlete, for a professional athlete I definitely was 22 not. years old. You know, like that's not normal. I, no, I don't even. I don't smoke. I don't. Yeah. I mean, I'll drink if I go out. Yeah, yeah. But like, I'm not a a, a recreational drinker by any means yeah, either. Yeah, yeah, yeah. My healthy kid, you know, I, I'm a professional athlete. And they said at the it was COVID. The they said it was co all all the COVID. So now this is the thing. Now the doctors. This is what pissed me off, and this is what made it even ten times worse, because I would tell them everything that was going on, all my symptoms. And then the doctors would tell me maybe it's anxiety. 
Because COVID was new at the time, so they didn't know anything about uh, it. All the tests come back clear. Like, there was no inflama- inflammation in my heart, no inflammation in my lungs, just in my stomach. Um, the nerve, when I did, I went to the neurologist or whatever they're called for my shoulder. They did, like, the EKG or EMG, whatever it's called. They saw that the nerve, I told them, like, yo, look at this, check this nerve. Because it's such, like, a uncommon thing for this right. nerve to, like, shut down. So I was, like, diagnosing myself at this point. But then all the tests kept coming back clear and the doctors were telling me it's in my head. And that's what pissed me off even more because I'm like, they would say it's anxiety. I'm like, yo, I know what fucking anxiety is. Like, I fight in a cage, you know? I know, (laughs) like, I know what it is. I know what being nervous is and, and like, you know, being short of breath and all this, you know? So that got me even more mad and then it put me into a deeper hole because I'm like, there's no answer. Right, yeah. You know? They gave me, like, all these types of uh, steroids. They gave me... uh, inhalers everything bro nebulizers they gave me like stomach medicine everything bro nothing helped and then the worst thing that started coming up was the brain fog so then i was actually telling shane burgos this kind of this stuff uh last night we were dming i don't remember how we got we got into conversation just had it right Oh, so that's how it came up. That's, yes, because he's I, When I was sick. talking to him, th- yeah, that's what it is. Because I talked to him recently, he told me the same thing. Yeah. Because I was like, when are you going to come back? And he was like, well, I don't even know if I'm allowed to say this. But yeah, <laughs> but like, whatever. <laughs> yeah, he's, he's anyways, he's been yeah. having some COVID stuff. I won't go into detail. Yeah. But, uh, I, you know, we started talking and I started telling him about what I was going through. Because he asked me, he's like, if you don't mind me asking. And I told him, like, I was hearing things, felt like, and then Nas was in the house at the time, too, with us. So... I literally thought, now this is how bad I got, you know? And it's like, I never went public with it because I sound yeah. fucking crazy, bro. It's like embarrassing, kind of. But I would be sleeping in the middle of the night. You know when, like, someone's staring at you and you feel them looking at you? Yeah. It just takes your attention? I would be dead asleep, bro, 3 a.m. And I would just feel like someone's in my room staring at me. I'd open my eyes. I'm like, yo, what the fuck? I'd think, like, I'd think Al is in my room. Like, he just opened the door to check if I'm all right or something, you know? Like, I would feel like someone's staring at me. So then you just like pop open, like pop. Bro, awake. from dead sleep, I'll jump up, like I'll sit up out of bed like a fucking mummy and look around my room, pitch black, bro, and there's nobody in there. This would happen like every night. I'm like, nah, this is fucking scary. So I started locking my door, and I would it would sound like there's footsteps in the room, like I would hear scratching in the wall next to my next to my fucking w- like with nobody home either, because Al would be in Vegas, Nas like, yeah, wouldn't yeah. be home. And Nas, there was a point Nas moved out, you know? So it was just me in the house. I would keep hearing this shit. And then, like, Nas started having his little stuff, too, which made me think even more into it. I would, like, hear my name being called, nobody's home. Like, the weirdest oh shit, God. bro. I literally thought... When you when you were with your girlfriend? Like, you guys... Bro, so there was one time she slept over, and she would feel weird when she would come over. There was one time she came, and she was sleeping in the bed with me, and I just... The craziest sleep paralysis happened to me. She thought I was just, like, choking while I was sleeping. She didn't know what happened. Like, she saw the whole thing. But, like, I was pretty much, like, it was, like, a little fucking demon thing choking me. These are, like, crazy things, you know? crazy. The a little demon thing was, like, it pulled, like, I had the sheets over my head. Like, the sheets were stuck behind my head, like, over me. And I'm, like, suffocating. And then I'm, like, trying to wiggle my head out. And I feel pressure on my knee at this time, my right knee. I feel like it's elevated in the air. So I finally get my head out. I'm, like, suffocating. I look towards my foot, like towards my right leg, and it's pitch black in the room. And but in the blackness, there's like a little figure, even blacker, with red eyes wrapped around my leg, trying to break my leg, bro. That's it was what like, you're seeing. This is what I'm seeing, and like the? in the middle of the night, like a little demonic kid in the dark, 
trying what to break my fuck? leg, bro. My girl's in bed next to me, but I, I'm seeing this. So I blink, and then it's like the same visual. Imagine like this room. It's like black, and then you blink, and then the sun is out, and then it's just daytime. And then I look at her, and she was just like staring at me like terrified, you know? Yeah, yeah. And I'd explain it to her. I'm like, yo, was I like really suffocating? She's like, yeah. She's like, I thought you were like sleep apnea or something. You know, she didn't know what was going on. So she, she like, she saw me go through it too. You know what I mean? It was very weird. And then one time we went, we were at dinner. It was me and my girl and her sister with her fiance. We were at a restaurant. And this is the first time this ever happened to me. Actually, second time. So the first time, I'm sorry to cut back, but I was in the house alone. There was like a period where I wasn't staying at Al's house in Long Island. I was staying at my parents right. more just because I, I, I was so afraid to stay at home. Wow. And Al was gone. I think he was in Vegas for the time. He was doing PT on his knee. And I remember I trained some kids at night, a few kids, and then I'm in the house alone. And then I'm counting the money. And then I just feel like something like right here over my shoulder. And it just felt like the most evil, demonic thing like ever. It was just like pure wow. evil, bro. And I just, it was almost like it was like growling in my ear. And then all of a sudden, I'm just like in the kitchen and I was like telling myself, like, don't pay attention, don't pay attention. Like, I'm thinking there's a fucking demon next to me, bro. I'm like, don't look at it, don't give it attention, you know, like, pretend it's not there. So I'm counting the money and then I put the money in my wallet and then it just felt like it started choking me. And then I don't know if you, you ever done jujitsu, like where you get caught in a choke yeah, and like yeah, you, you see yourself going out. Yeah. It was like that. So then, like, I felt like the, like, tingles from, like, the top of my head come all the way down. And my arms got heavy. I started sweating. And then, like, my legs, like, almost gave out on me, bro. And I'm in the kitchen, dude. Like, nobody's home. But I literally felt, like, hands around my neck, like, fucking choking me. Bro, I shut the lights off quick. I booked it out the house. And I went back to Staten. So is it, so all of these moments mostly are, like, are at the house? At the house, yeah. So, like, is, do you think it's? Like what do you, so what do you think like what have you talked to a doctor about these specific not things? these things because I know they'll just think I'm fucking crazy that's why I never even talked or like a public. sleep doctor so I never had problems with sleep but now so then this melatonin? same thing no I don't take anything see because sometimes melatonin could do weird things with your dreams that's crazy yeah but I was wide awake at this point no yeah for this you're wide awake yeah. but I'm talking about the sleep stuff yeah the sleep paralysis shit yeah which I don't usually have I used to have it as a kid I used to get in like have this weird like these weird dreams as a kid I do have weird dreams a lot you know like weird dreams like this I don't know why um but then there was another time I was at dinner with my girlfriend and right. her sister and yeah, fiance yeah, yeah. and the same thing happened to me like they're telling a story and then I just put my head down and I'm like just looking down. I just put my head in my hands. And then it was the same feeling. Like I just saw it, like the choking feeling. Felt like there was like evil around me. Wow. And then like my body just gets the tingles and I just get up and I just run to the bathroom. And they're texting me like, yo, you all right? So I just started praying in the bathroom. And then after all this, I ended up going to a priest. Like, bro, the whole oh, thing. So like, like, the whole so okay, so what do you, okay. This is crazy. Yeah, so like, what nuts. do you think this this is? Because this doesn't sound like COVID. So, now this is the thing, bro. So, like, now these, I'm having, like, this thing where I can't breathe. I feel like I'm being choked. Now, I, now this is where it gets even worse. Am I, is it COVID? Am I not getting oxygen? Am I yeah, physically dying? Yeah, yeah. Do I have to go to the hospital? Is it in my head? You know, now, and then that makes it even worse. Like, what's going on? You start, like, psyching yourself this out. This is crazy. Do you have a therapist in general? 
I don't. I probably should have one. I mean, I think I love therapy in general. Like me, I think everybody should just for every reason under the sun. But like, I'm I'm curious what like the like, I'm curious what the fuck this is. Me too. Bro. This I sounds, still don't know. It sounds like episodes too. Yes. It's not like every day, right? No, not anymore. So now, at this point, at this point, I'm done. I'm like, yo, I'm not fighting anymore. I was like, in my oh, head, really? I like for there was a good like two months. At this point, and this was all happening after I fought in when March. Was, after you fought in... I fought in Triton. Okay. And then when did I... I saw your fight, the first fight in Atlantic City this year. It was like in October. What, October. October. Yes. Then the, and then the most recent one. Okay. Okay, so this was March last year, like of a year 2021, ago. yeah. You're telling yourself I'm not going to fight I'm anymore. done. I was like, I'm done. I can't, I can't even live. I was like, forget about train and fight other professional elite fighters, you Are know? you telling your girlfriend or anybody this at the time? Just my girlfriend. I didn't so like even parents. Al or like has no idea. No. Like, wow. No. And my was, girlfriend but doesn't it was, know but the for full you, thing. What, you felt like embarrassed by this. Definitely embarrassed. I thought people would think I'm crazy. People think I'm making excuses. You know, like because at the at the end of the day, nobody really cares. You know. I, I mean, look, I agree on that on on some level, but I think like your friends care, your family care, like people that know you care like your coaches care you know like there's yeah. a lot but i understand i understand what you're saying about that but it's uh but it's a weird thing too because you're so it's first of all like the, the, when, whenever i hear like these fighters that get covid a bad covid it mm -hmm. blows my mind too because you guys are like the most healthy people yeah. in the world so it shows that like there's something going on with this but then like what you're describing now this is like a whole different type of ball game well i think it's concerning also just like as like a human being because, yeah. like, I don't know what, like, could it be, like, a mini stroke? I don't fucking know. I don't know, bro. that sounds strange. Very scary. So now these things you're saying is I've had these talks with myself, like, yo, what could it be? And then the tests come up negative, And I'm like, yo, I know it's not in my head. You know? So this was, like, a huge mental battle I had to go through with myself. Um, And then I was in a, in a Facebook group called, like, Survivor Corps for COVID. Okay. And then, like... So many people, bro. When I say so many, I mean like by the thousands having these similar oh, symptoms. Really? With the people who shake. And even now, like I'll still have like a little bit of like, you know, when you're nervous or like anxious, you shake a little bit, you know? Yeah. I'll have that a little bit. You know, when you drink too much coffee, wow. maybe, and you kind of like jittery, I'll have that sometimes. So but it could be COVID. I think, I think, I think it is COVID, you know? Wow. Now, why I think it affected me so much is because at the time, I didn't know what it was. I took antibiotics. I'm cutting weight. Yeah, yeah, I'm yeah. training hard. 100%. I'm completely destroying my body. Yeah, I'm, yeah, it's yeah. as vulnerable as it could be. Yeah. I might as well be 80 years old yeah, with yeah, no yeah. immune oh, system. 100%. So I think that's why it affected me so much. And some of these fighters who, like Hamza, yeah. who, like me, my mentality was like, oh, I'm sick. I'll fucking train twice as hard. I'll exactly, sweat it out. Exactly. That's why I think a lot of you guys get fucked. Exactly. That's what I think. Yeah. So now, like, and I know a lot of my friends who have gotten sick, they just rested, who are way less healthier than me i'm not gonna say names but they actually rested for two weeks and they're perfect yeah yeah so i think, I think just for the like ignorance i want to say like oh i'm gonna train arrogance maybe whatever i'll train twice as hard i'll sweat right. it out like maybe hamza has that same mentality i think it he was got like, even hit harder yeah, you know yeah. um wow man yeah bros i was going through a lot at the time so i told myself like i'm checked out i'm done fighting for a while like completely actually and then so then what was the change? I though I gave it one last chance. I was like, I'm gonna go to Albania. Mm -hmm. I'm gonna go run in the mountains, swim, eat good. And there's a church 
in Albania. It's like a very holy land. Yeah. Like miracles happen there. Like yeah. people go in there. Like my best friend Dardan, his girlfriend, mm-hmm. she was supposed to die at like four years old. And I don't want to go into detail. Yeah, like yeah. she had like some disease. All they brought her parents brought her to Germany. Um yeah, I don't want to go too into yeah, their business, yeah, yeah, but like yeah. all over, bro. And no doctor could save her. Their last like like route was to bring her here just as for a miracle. And then she was just healed. Oh, so this is like the land. This is a miracle Wait, place. It? It's in it's in, it's called Kisha Lachit, which means like the church of Lach, the area okay. of Lach in Albania. Saint Anthony used to go there. He would ride his horse and he would dwell up in this okay. mountain region, in this area. He would stay in the cave. Um, and this place has crazy stories, bro. Like when they first built the church, like the people of the land, because they knew this this saint would stay there. Saint Anthony, his name is. They would bring like the material up the mountain and leave it in one area, right? Every morning they'd go back. The material would miraculously be where the church is now. They'd bring the material back to this place where they wanted to build a church, and then it would just somehow end up back there. But this is like large material up in a mountain, bro. It's not like you're driving from Brooklyn to Staten Island. You know, this is up where there's no machinery, there's no nothing. You know, you have to... It's very hard to get up there, even with car, with anything. So that was one story. Another story is during communism, the dictator, he made a rule to go break any mosques and churches to destroy them. Because, you know, in communism, there's no religion. So he made a rule, all the government, like the official soldiers, to go smash all the whole places of mm. worship. 32 soldiers went to go hit this wall, like to break down the walls of the church with sledgehammers, and they all got paralyzed. Uh. 32 of them. This is a fact. 32 of them in this church. They tried, like the dictator tried to say it was like food poisoning or something, you know, like to try to swerve wow. around so, it so this is like the holy holy this place. is like people from all over the world go there wow so then so you went there i went there so, finally. and so it was, it's up in the mountain so you're so you're like running swimming like you're doing all these yeah this, and, so and the air quality is, is, is much different right much different and i know people here with like asthma or like post nasal drip will from here will go there wow and do you just know how, open it up you know how many feet it, it i don't know altitude but so the running and training I was doing was in Shkoder, where I'm from. Okay. But I went up in the mountains in like Feth in these areas, like mountainous regions, the Alps of Albania. This church is in uh, like a little bit more south in another mountain range. So I wasn't staying in this mountain range. I went up there for a day alone. Um, there's just so many stories, bro, like paralyzed kids walking. One time my girlfriend's cousin was there at mass and then a deaf kid just started screaming or a kid started screaming and it turned out he was deaf and started hearing for the first time. So this place has crazy stories. Uh, yeah, uh, like insane. There's stories. more than one. And like you ask a lot of Albanians and they all have stories that they've seen or heard wow. people getting this healed. This is crazy. I never heard of this. this is insane. Yeah, it's insane. I'll send you links okay. to it. It's insane. So then so then you so then you went and I went. And what happened? I just stayed there and I just like I uh I just stayed there and I just observed everything, you know, for this time. And not even my family, nobody, not my girlfriend. This is my first time like ever being vocal about my experience right. there. Nobody even knows I really went there. Wow. Um so I just went there and I told myself like, yo, I'm not expecting anything, you know? And I went there for the reason for it to be my last uh kind of like resort. Right. Um an Albanian guy, a sponsor, Linde Sadiq, I'm gonna say his name, Triangle Scaffolding, he had uh he had given me five thousand dollars to go. He's like, yo, because he's like, you make us so proud when you yeah. win and you put the flag up. He's like, I want you to go, take this money, go there with no stress, no nothing, 
take it and wow. just be that's free awesome. you know that's awesome. he's like go if you think it'll help you he's like i want you to go so he gave yeah. me five thousand dollars to go and gazman blota the two of them they they really did that for me that was amazing that's amazing um so i went up there and i just like i was just praying you know just sitting on the benches just watching all the people praying and like the kids in the wheelchairs they would bring up like to the top wow. of this mountain you know i didn't see anything crazy myself that day but i just remember being at peace and just thinking like you know what man like life is good I'm like, I'm blessed. You know, God blessed me. Um, whether I fight again or I don't, I'm like, I'm happy with everything. Wow, I'm starting to like tear up a little yeah. bit. Um, and then I remember seeing a guy there. He was like, because there were so many candles, like the wax would drip. And he was just there like shoveling it and cleaning everything, this old man. And I felt so bad for him. Um, and it was like 110 degrees that day. We're in the top of the mountain, dude. It's like a fucking the Sahara Desert. This guy's in jeans, you know, old man. And over there, like, a can of Coke is 50 cents, bro. It's a third world country. So I remember I pulled out, like, a 20, what would be 20 U.S. dollars. Yeah. And I went to go give it to him. I don't know why. Just, like, out of the kindness of my heart. Just something, like, I just felt like doing yeah. it. And he uh, he wouldn't take it, bro, no matter what. But I was like, I just told him, please. I was like, for me, just take it, you know, for my own, just because I want to. So he finally took it. He's like, God bless you, man. God bless you. And uh, I went down. I was just taking deep breaths up there. I just kept praying, just relaxing, you know, just just watching everyone, just being at peace, bro. And I came down. I didn't feel any different. I'm like, man, I was like, I at least I tried. You know, I'm telling myself I accepted it. I was done. This was in the summer right now, bro, in August. Okay. Then I came down, went, picked up my dad at the airport because he had just gotten there. The next day now, I go on the beach and it's like 110 degrees out. I'm on the beach. I'm like, I'm going to go for a run. And I went out that night. I slept like two hours and I drank. So I was like, I was beat up. Barely ate, drank a lot of alcohol. It's like 110 degrees out. Awesome. And I'm on the beach. Yeah. Perfect vacation. <laughs> At this point, I'm like, yo, I'm done. Yeah. But I was like, let me go for a run on the beach. Bro, that day, I did five miles wow. on the sand with like 110 degrees out. No water. Like I said, alcohol in my system. And I remember sending it to Ray. And I was like, yo, I'm back. Yeah. <laughs> and uh, I'll never forget that. And then I started, like, just running and just, I felt good. And then I had a broken collarbone, too. I right. forgot to mention I this. That. I remember this, actually. I broke it in July. So at this point, I was in Albania, and I'm running, and I'm still training around my broken collarbone. And then I came back, because I wanted to fight in October, the fight that you came right. to. So now I came back to the doctors, and my bone was, like, healed. My collarbone, like, completely fused. It was, like, four or five weeks. It was, like, perfect. Wow. Doctors were, like, yo, whatever you did and yeah. whatever you're doing, <laughs> just do that. And I I was drinking colostrum, which I think was helping a lot. It's, like, a little Albanian remedy. Okay. So when a mammal, like a cow, for example, I was drinking the cow colostrum, when it gives birth, the first milk is, like, gold. It's, like, yellow. Okay. And that's I where all this. the vitamins are and the nutrients. Oh, wow. Like the growth hormones and everything for the ve for like the little baby oh, right, 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 to right, grow. Right, right. Okay, okay. So I was drinking that every day. That's the that's the magic potion. That's the magic, yeah. yeah. So now I came back and my bone was like perfect within like four or five weeks. It was like oh. unbelievable, maybe six weeks. And I got right back in the training. So now the rest is history, bro. I was perfect. Wow. I felt like I felt unstoppable going into that fight. I mean, there's also it's so interesting. So how long from 
before, like when you were having like the bad symptoms of the breathing, then you go to Albania and then mm-hmm. to this run. Like how much time, you took time off to rest basically. Yeah. Because you're telling yourself, I'm, I might not fight again. Yeah. So how long, how much time was that? So when I fought contender, uh, which was September, I took, I, I fought September 1st. So from September 1st, I remember to November, like mid-November, I did nothing except go to doctors. Okay. So that was about two months. And then after I fought in March. And then, But when you went to Albania, how long was that time that you were? How long was I in Albania? Yeah. I was there for like two weeks, maybe. Okay. Tw- but about for the 18 most, days. Other than that run, that run that you just spoke about, you didn't really do any training. I was up in the mountains. I, and I was going to some Taekwondo place just to stay okay. busy. I would just run and just do legs, really. Just mainly running, though. And then, swim, so and then afterwards, you felt like you felt like you were you were like I'm back. Um, I felt like nothing. Ever it's so happened, funny bro. because I remember I think I was either texting or something where I think you even said that to me, or maybe it was when we saw I don't, I don't know when, but like I remember just like the difference between when I had seen you before, where you were like very deflated about your yes. physical condition, and then you were like, dude, I'm I'm good, like I'm yeah, I'm, I'm good. It's crazy. It's it is crazy. I you remember we were up? I think it was at STK. Yeah, you yeah, and yeah, John. yeah, yeah. I remember, I think I was talking about it at that time. Yeah. And, yeah. And then everyone, too, in the gym, like, even, especially Weidman. Weidman would ask me the most, like, because he noticed it the most. Because he, like, we, like, thrive off each other's energy. Yeah. And, like, he noticed. He's like, yo, and now we talk about it. Because he came to my, uh, the fight I got the knockout in. Now, you came to in October. He, like, we were having, like, the the night before, we were having, like, the post weigh-ins. Post, yeah, post weigh-ins dinner. And I was telling him all this that I'm telling you. And he's like, bro, he's like, I swear to God, I remember you. He's like, this isn't Bazooka. He's like, I remember thinking to myself, like, this isn't, this isn't the superstar kid that yeah, I know. Yeah. You know, because I, like, we joke. He's like, I, he calls me his next superstar. Yeah. Uh, he's like, you know, you weren't yourself at all, bro. He's like, not your fighting style, not your, not your attitude, not your, just not your character at all. Wow. I was not myself at this all, so bro. Cr- so do you feel like. Other than okay, so other than the sleep stuff and all that, mm-hmm. do you feel like physically though you're you're in your like you're a hundred like cl- or you said close to hundred percent, but like you feel like you're at your best? Yeah, I feel amazing now. Like if you were so if you had like well you're not in a full camp, but like assuming full camp, you feel like you go in and you're the best version of yourself. Yeah, hands down, ever, uh, and from the mental strength, from everything and right. the life experience that. I, everything I went through, right. it just molded me no, into a sure. monster, you know? So, I feel, I mean, I feel like at this point, it's kind of like figuring out what this, like, sleep paralysis, like, that stuff is, or, like, that for me, it just as your friend, concerns me yeah. most than anything. Because that, you, you just, is, like, so, like, episodic. You don't know when it's going to happen. Yeah, bro. And, like, and that's got to be still, like, scary for you, thinking, like, is this going to happen now? Like, 100%. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like, I feel like if we get that under control, mm-hmm. then you're at your... You yeah. know? I don't know, bro. Doctors don't know. I, I gave up on doctors, what, what about, honestly. No, but what about like cause I do think I, I'd be curious to see what like a like a like a trained like psychologist thinks about like I don't know if that's a mental thing mm-hmm. or if that's like a phys like a physical yeah. you know what I mean? Where like if your maybe your body shuts down at weird times. I don't maybe, know. Maybe, maybe. So one thing I th- I I'm kind of like self diagnosing here that I've yeah. noticed that I like listening to my body. Gluten oh. has been a huge problem for me lately, the last few months. Well, if you feel bloated at times, stuff. Yeah. Too, like... So now I did like a test. Now for celiac? No, no, like a like a self test. Okay. You yeah. know, I never went and got tested actually, which yeah. I want to do. Uh, 
Now, the Italian kids came back for, for like eight weeks before the last fight. They were cooking pasta every single day, you know, by the pounds. Because I ate a lot of carbs because <laughs> yeah, I trained yeah, yeah. so much. So now, I felt great up until they came. Like, all uh. this stuff was gone. They came, and I'm eating so much pasta every day. And then the bloating came back. The breathing problems came back. Oh, the brain fog. I'm like, yo, what's going on? And then I was thinking about it. And then I remember, my I think my girl told me about something. She saw a TikTok about, like, this lady would, she she didn't, her kids, like, weren't speaking until five or something. They were slow, like, autistic. And then she found out they have, like, the celiac disease. Uh. So they took the gluten out, and they're perfect, you know, <laughs> which is crazy. So I was like, yo, maybe I'll cut the gluten out. So I tried it for two weeks. Everything went away. Wow. So now. I don't know. <laughs> maybe, maybe these are all conspiracies. Who knows? May, I think it is. <laughs> but maybe, you know what? I feel like you maybe, like your conspiracies. I, yo, I'm a conspiracy I guy, know. bro. I, yeah. I, can, I can tell. <laughs> you say the Illuminati did it? I'm believing it, bro. <laughs> the Illuminati gave me COVID. I swear to God. <laughs> the Illuminati created COVID, too. Um, that's crazy, though. Yeah. Wow. Weird stuff that who's to say is right or wrong, I don't know. All I can say is I know what makes me feel good or yeah. what doesn't make me feel yeah. good. I'm thinking maybe the COVID made my... So one, one thing the doctors did say is COVID... Now, people with high antibodies, which I had, I had crazy antibodies. COVID sometimes, like, cre your body from COVID, like, the antibodies linger, and your body's, like, forever fighting COVID. Mm. As long as these antibodies are still in you. So I guess, like, with people, like, with the long COVID... They have so many antibodies, the body's still, like, the immune system's still, like, hyperactive. Interesting. That it's still, like, fighting a disease. It feels like it. That's why the body's so run down. So that might be a possibility. But I think maybe COVID now made me, like, uh, sensitive to gluten. Possibly. I don't know. Maybe. I don't yeah. know. But I noticed that. But I know gluten isn't good for anyone regardless. Yeah, yeah. Generally, for yeah. And now we're just going to take a quick break to talk to you about my longtime sponsor in U.S. Wellness Meats. At uswellnessmeats.com, you can choose from over 350 foods raised the way nature intended. That includes 100% grass-fed and grass-finished beef, lamb, bison, elk, and dairy. They also have pasture-raised heritage pork, wild-caught seafood, and pasture-raised poultry. These are some of the host of foods that you can find at uswellnessmeats.com where the owners are the actual farmers themselves and now they've introduced a subscription food delivery service and curated sample farm bundles. Choose the bundle of food you want to receive every month and they'll deliver it right to your door automatically. It's never been easier to serve your family real, honest-to-goodness food without the junk. U.S. Wellness Meats is the choice of championship sports teams, professional athletes, chefs, world-class trainers, and families just like yours all over America. Use promo code PODCAST, that's P-O-D-C-A-S-T, to save 15% off of every order at uswellnessmeats.com. Now let's get back into it. So, so then other than that, you're eating super clean then? For the most part, yeah. I never really drink like that, you know? And especially now, like, if I drink at all, like, even one drink, I'll get crazy heartburn. Like, I don't feel yeah, good. So yeah. I kind of don't even drink at all anymore, you know? Man, so right now you're training, you're training normal? Full yeah. time? Yeah, yesterday I told you, I trained, yeah, like, pretty much four times yesterday. Fuck. If I feel good, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to go hard. And for, uh... So for Aljo's camp, were you how how involved were you with that? Because I feel like I saw you were there a fair amount. Yeah, I was pretty much his main training, really? his training partner for that fight, for the Peter Yan fight. So okay, so for that, I'm curious because I haven't talked to you really since then. Did you? Uh, and now he put in a big camp, didn't he? Oh yeah, 
10 weeks? 10 weeks, I believe, yeah. And, at, uh, in Long Island? So he started it in Vegas. First, he was supposed to fight Jan. Oh, right. Uh, that got rescheduled. Nine yeah, because he had gotten the surgery. So he was sparring, but he wasn't recovered from the surgery. He was getting exhausted. Like, his arms weren't literally not working. Um, so then he went back to Vegas. He was training there for a bit. And I guess he wasn't, like, feeling good and moving good. And the doctors ended up not clearing him from the surgery. Uh, so that's why he had to pull out. So then after that, he was doing a lot of PT for a few weeks. I don't know how long. Then he started his camp in Vegas and then finished it, I think, the last six weeks in New York with us. Wow. And did you notice, like, with a guy like that, do you notice the difference between week six and then down to the last week? Bro, I remember, like, every single sparring session, it got harder and harder to deal with him. And I was training, too. But I wasn't, like, training to get ready for a fight, you know? So he's progressing a lot faster than I am just right. keeping up with him. But I remember the last sparring session, fucking, bro, he came crazy. Even in the fifth round, he was coming out like crazy. He might have threw like 100-something punches just in the fifth round of us sparring. Fuck. And so what moment, because you were telling me before he started, like you knew he was going to win. I knew he was going to win, bro, no matter what. As long as he just did what I told him, well, yo, just do what you mean. Like everyone told him, just do what you did in the training and sparring. This fight is yours. How different, like, when he, what, what was he doing in the training? Was he, like, was he do, going for those takedowns and, like, trying to backpack the way he did in uh, in the fight? Yeah, that's his game plan always, yeah. bro, you know? But yeah, I his think... His body lock is so... It's insane, it's bro. It's insane. Yeah, it makes me want to... Like, I almost threw up a few times. Really? Yeah, it's, it's like insane. It's, like, that tight. Yeah, it's bad. It's, and so it's, like, because his leg is just on your stomach, like... He, he just, like, his he's just so physically, like, wrestling strong. He has, like, yeah. a different grip strength from all the years of grappling. And also, he knows when to squeeze, where to squeeze, uh, how long. Like, he'll, like, if he has a body triangle, for example, like, he'll, there's a point where he'll squeeze his arms where he's choking you and you're fighting the hands, but he'll leave his legs loose. And so he doesn't burn out his legs. Oh, and then when his arms start getting a little heavy, never, never he'll lock up the legs tighter so it sucks your wind out. So you're getting choked from up here when he's choking with the hands. Even if he doesn't have a deep choke, you're getting suffocated. Then... He'll go back down to the to the body, wow. while his arms are resting, and then he'll bicep like he'll backpack off that, you know, top bottom. But the whole time you're suffocating. Because I thought, I mean, honestly, in that fight, it was so, uh, it was so impressive because he showed such like the adjustments were perfect. Yeah, you know, because you could tell like the first fight the issue is that he came out too hot. And then he just kind of gassed himself a little bit and he slowed mm-hmm. down. And then and Peter Yan is an unreal athlete. He's a monster. So it's like. But then in that second fight, like, he just, he paced himself. Like, yeah. he found the moments. Like, when he got when he got to the back, he stayed there. Yeah, yeah, he didn't like, rush. Like, it was just, everything was just perfect. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Yeah, he, he definitely, he followed the game plan perfectly. Um, but then the biggest thing, bro, is really he didn't eat that first fight. He cut the weight. You know, imagine you wow. cut all that weight. You rehydrate the day of, you know, the Thursday, yeah. Friday, right? Saturday morning comes fight day. He just had... So we were quarantined at the time. This was still during quarantine. Oh, right. So we ordered food from Broken Yolk, this cafe. He just had like a pancake and like two eggs all day, bro. After cutting weight, you know, you, sp- you should still yeah, be rehydrating yeah. and fueling up. That's all he had all day. And I remember thinking like... I remember asking him like, yo, bro, do you want to eat a little more? You know, like you good? He's like, nah, I'm good, I'm good, I'm good. And I was like, all right. And we were in the back room for that fight warming up. 
And I remember, like, I broke his grip. Like, his grip wasn't as strong as it usually is because I have to really work to break his grip. I'm, I'm a little bigger than him, yeah. you know? But it broke a little easier. I remember thinking, like, his arms feel, like, a little oh, weak in the back room. I never, I didn't say it in the moment, you know? He's about to fight. But then, like, after everything, I now that he won now, we talk about it. I was like, yo, I remember in the back room, you know, like, your grip was a little weak. Like, I, I knew you you weren't feeling good. Yeah. I felt it in the warm-up with him before the fight. But then this fight, when we were warming up, he was launching me with one arm. Literally lifting me up with one arm, like, like a WWE He move. looked in unreal shape. Yeah, he was... He well, was shredded. Dude, he was doing... We were doing Shark Tank rounds. Like, we were putting him in bad positions. So he would do six five-minute rounds, every half round switch person, and 30-second rest when he was, like, in his peak. That's unbelievable, That's bro. That's unreal. And we're all, like, pros. Yeah, Marab, yeah, yeah, me, yeah, yeah. Dilemi, you know, like, all these guys. Wow. Every half round, he's switching. He's doing six rounds straight with 30-second rest. And that he's destroying know. us. No, no. No, I was I was so happy for him. I was so happy for you. I was so happy for all of you guys because I was just... uh. It was just so impressive. You Thank know what you, I mean? Bro. Especially because, like, you saw him. What was it like after the, the illegal knee when you were with him? Like, what were the conversations like? So I remember we walked to the back room, and he couldn't even, like, walk straight. I had to put his arm around my shoulder when we were, like, we yeah, walked to the Yeah, I remember seeing a video of that. I think I saw a video of that. Yeah. There was one point where I think Nick Sick was holding him. And then, like, I, I don't know if he went to go grab some stuff. But then me and Aljo went to the... I don't remember what happened exactly. I think they brought Aljo Aljo in the ambulance, and I brought him to the ambulance. But he, I had to hold him like with his arm around me and stuff. And then I was holding the belt with him and everything. And like, we we finally after a few hours we get back to the house, and he was still like kind of out of it, you know. And all of his friends were like, you know, cheers in him. He didn't. He wasn't really in the mood to, yeah. you know. But then. His friends were telling him like, "Yo, say I'm a champion. Say I'm a champion." You know, trying to like uplift him after, yeah, yeah. you know, after after everything that happened. Just being good friends, bro. Yeah, yeah. Um, that's when the video came out, and they were trying to make it seem like Aljo's celebrating yeah, and parading yeah, with the belt. Yeah. So it was just like, bro, it's typical media, bro. You yeah, know, like yeah. they twist the story and yeah. uh, make it seem like to play a narrative, which it wasn't what it that wasn't what it was at all. Yeah. And then once all this hate started coming out, Aljo was like, yo, fuck these people, bro. Yeah, I'm going to troll them, you know? Yeah. So, <laughs> now yeah. No, now he's trolling heavy. Yeah, I love yeah. it. Um, so for you, so I guess, like, I think when this comes out, it will have broken, but we got a little fight. We got a little fight coming. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So July 26th, contender. First episode of the season. I'm, I'm and they don't tell you off. where on the card you're going to be? No, not yet. I feel like it'll probably be close to the top. I'm hoping main event. I'm hoping main event for you too. Yeah. Um, what's your mentality like going into your second contender series? So, because I think that's an advantage. Yeah, definitely. Definitely. I've been there, and I've been in the Apex so many times. Apex cornering is sick. Aljo, yeah. I fought there. Yeah. Um, you know, like people find out now, and they're like, "Oh, congratulations!" I'm like, I really don't give a shit. You know, like the first time, I was like, "Oh my god, I made it!" I got yeah. so caught up in the moment. Mm -hmm. Um, oh, my dreams are coming true. Now it's just like, yo, I got to go take care of business. Yeah, I got to break yeah. this guy's face, yeah. finish him in front of Dana, yeah. talk my shit, get that contract, and take over the game. It's business now. Um, you know, like, there's like an Eminem song, Lose Yourself. Yeah. It was like, <laughs> I was playing in the beginning, the mood all changed. Yeah, yeah. That's really how it feels like now. Really? You know, like, it's not a game anymore. Now well, I'm here it, to kill everyone. It's so funny because, like, when I 
so for people that haven't seen you fight, when I saw you in Atlantic City in October, I was so impressed. Like, I'm biased because, like, I'm always rooting for you. But what I was incredibly impressed by was, like, that place, first of all, is packed with Albanians. And y'all <laughs> motherfuckers are the, are the craziest people I've ever met. And you're, like, so, like, they're so, like, n- like pro-Albania. Pro, like, it's all yeah. about, like, our brothers, our sisters. I love that part. You guys, It's all about family. It's all about, like, Thank your you, countrymen, bro. like, all of that. And and you, like, pack that, that little venue. And, like, I was so impressed at how you, uh, first of all, your, your performance was, you took care of business. But, like, that's a lot of pressure on you. Oh, yeah. You know what I mean? Like, they, like you, you knew. It, was, it wasn't a secret. Like, 99% of the people there were there for you. Yeah, yeah. That's a lot. Like, does that, do you feel that pressure? I do. Yeah, I definitely do. Uh, it keeps me up at night. Even now, like, I, yeah. it'll keep me up at night. Uh, I have problems sleeping because of stuff like that. So you, you think know, it's, it okay, me. interesting. It's pressure. Uh, stress. But it's, it depend now it depends on who you are. Will you use it as... right? fuel and motivation right. or will you succumb to it and be like oh my god this is too much i use it as uh fuel if i'm feeling lazy or tired like it's a slap in the face to everyone who believes in me right. who, who's proud of me winning right. who when i raise that red and black flag that they feel like they're yeah. winning too so it's i feel like it's more it's about more than just me it's about more than just my family it's about a whole race of 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 people is it hard for you to not Cause like now that we like the the contender series fight is announced, is it hard for you to like not look ahead too much? Cause like I don't even know if they ha- is there an Albanian UFC fighter. There's a Lila Tifi, and then Ramiz Brahimi like, is in there he's, now. He's he's Swedish. He's Swedish. Yeah, he's from Albanian. Sweden. Yeah. Um. Oh right, and Ramiz. Ramiz, he grew up in the Bronx. Okay. Oh, interesting. I know that. Yeah. Um. But like. I think undoubtedly if you, when you make, get into UFC, like you become that next, their little golden child of the, of Albania. Oh, that's possible. That's why I think that's why Paradigm picked me up. Yeah. I they they so say too. I got that like McGregor thing with the Irish and the Albanians. Yeah. Um, I got like that kind of like a cult following. Everyone uses <laughs> no, this word cult no, it is, following. Oh, the know? Albanians are 100% yeah. cult. 100%. I like yeah. debate, bro. <laughs> yeah. So I think, yeah, you know, like, uh, I think I'll definitely have a good following and a good backing. But how do you, but how do you stay focused knowing you're so close to your goal? Cause that's tough. So yeah, it is tough, you know, and it depends like people, I'm not the type to let it blow my head up. Yeah. If I'm going to talk my shit, I'm going to talk my shit because I'm going to talk my shit. Um, at the end of the day though, bro, if everyone loves you when you're winning, but if you lose, nobody knows you. Yeah. You know, so I just I just keep the mentality, win or lose, I'm going to go forward on the next fight with the same mentality. Yeah. Just go hustle, work hard, because the next fight's the next fight. You know, it doesn't mean I could be on a 20-fight win streak, but this next guy is the next guy. Right. I don't know if that makes sense yeah. at all. No, yeah, no. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 100%. I mean, and it's so, you know, and I, well... I told you I'm I'm gonna be there. Um, I'm gonna get, get Laura to get me tickets. But I booked my flight. Yeah, I'm I'm a I'm. It's it's a it's a big moment, you know. And I think what's hard is like, I can't imagine what it's like for you when you feel kind of the overwhelming pressure, because that's gotta be that's gotta be paralyzing sometimes too. Yeah. Like you're a human being. Oh, like 100%. you're confident. You're you're all these things. You're talented. But at the end of the day, you're also a human being. Like it's normal to feel nervous. It's Yo, normal yeah, to feel 100%. like. And so my I guess my question for you also is like. What, when did, you started, how long have you been doing this thing? 
uh, like training or like competing? Full, full MMA. Full MMA. Honestly, I started at 19. I'm 24 now. Wow, so it was only been five years. Yeah, I started at 19 at law, and I got on contender at 22. Wow. Before that, you hadn't touched anything, any gyms or any of that? I, no, I did boxing. Oh, so you, and, like, start, judo. so you started with the boxing background? Yeah. Boxing and judo background? Yeah, and like uh, karate. Karate and judo is what I really started with when, when I was when you eight. Oh, when you were eight. Yeah. Okay, so you've been like kind of fighting. Yeah, like training and, you know, like little karate tournaments. I did a lot of karate tournaments and like judo tournaments, uh-huh. judo tournaments um, since I was a kid. And then what point did you tell yourself I'm going to be I'm gonna be an MMA fighter? So I took an amateur MMA fight. I had no idea what I was signing up for when I was 18. Um, yeah, I was 18. The guy was 23. I took it. I got the call from my coach at the time. He's like, oh, you want to fight? I'm like, all right, fuck it. Why not? I'll go, you know? So I go. I end up, I had no idea what I was getting myself into, bro. I knocked the guy out in the first round, and then everyone was going crazy, and it was just the sickest adrenaline rush. I was like, oh, I like this. You know, I, like, I could yeah. beat people up, and people love yeah. me for it. <laughs> so uh, I was like, I want to keep doing this. So I did another one. I fought for dead serious, but I ended up losing uh, on points. You know, the guy yeah. just wrestled me. But I lost, and I'm like, damn. I was like, I can't. I have good striking for where I'm at, but I was like, I have no ground game. I was like, I got to really... I was like, I got to get with a good team. I was yeah. like, and if I'm going to do it, I got to be with the best. That's how I ended up at Saralongo. Wow, man. So you've only been fighting as like a like MMA for five years. Yeah. That's crazy. Yeah. I mean, yeah, I guess. And then figure COVID took pretty oh, much yeah. a lot like of it out too. Two. Yeah. Wow. See, but that's also got to be, bro, like think about the potential. You're, yeah. 20, you're 24. Yeah, 24, bro. Yeah. I got I got a ro- I got a long ride to go. Especially because like a lot of these fighters are peaking at like thirty two, thirty three. How old is Aljo? Aljo's thirty three. Yeah, yeah, hundred percent. I agree with you. I agree Bro, with like you. Like that. Imagine nine, ten years. What you could do? God willing, three time world champ. That's my goal, hey, bro. Really? Forty five, fifty. So okay. 70. So when I so when I say, like when we think, okay, let's say three years. Where what's the where do you hope to be in three years? Three years, I would say featherweight champ. Okay. Featherweight champ. Ten years? Ten three years? Time, three time? Three time, multiple def- defenses, all of them. What? McGregor status McG- at that time, yeah. Bigger. D- different different weight classes? Different weight classes, You go down yeah. to 35 easy? I can't. So I'm 178 right now. So 55? Yeah, 45, 55, 70 is my thing. You think, you think 70? You'd have yeah. to bulk though for that. I'd bulk, but I'm still growing. How tall are you? 5'10". Okay, yeah. How so? Usman's like five eleven or something. 5'10". Yeah, I mean, uh, well, you got guys like Hamza. He's six. Hamza's yeah, huge, bro. Six two. He's yeah, a monster. Yeah, he, he could fight at one eighty five or even like yeah, 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 yeah. Honestly, look that, but like that one seventy would be doing something like uncharted territory, you know. <sighs> Dude, man, you're hyping me up right now. <laughs> well, I'm excited for no, cause like it's uh, you know, I mean, and I didn't even know a lot of these things that you told me today, but it's uh. It's made you stronger in a lot of ways, you know, mentally, physically. Like yeah. the fact that, like a year ago, you were telling yourself, "I might not fight again." Yeah, bro. Yeah. And, so. you're, and now you're on contender series, you know, on the verge of UFC. Yep. They actually called me for contender last year too. Oh right. But, but I turned it down. Yeah. Because true. I, I said I wanted more experience, which is true. I did want mm-hmm. more experience, but I was in no position to to fight, to or to compete. You know what I mean? I was like, I can't go fight like this and blow my blow the sh- blow yeah. my shot. You know, I already fought one time. So I had to say no. 
And uh, but now it's just the right time, bro. It's my time. It's just my time. I worked so hard. I overcame so much. My experience went up so much since the last fight. And I almost beat Melsic. You know, I had some really good moments in the fight. And he's doing great in the UFC now. So I just think, like, no matter who they put in front of me, bro, it's a, it's, I'm going to fucking kill them. No matter what. I don't care. I didn't even watch this guy's fight. <laughs> I haven't watched his fights. So I don't care. I watched, like, a little bit. I remember we yeah. talked about it. Uh, and that's it. Since then, I didn't even look him up, you know? I don't even care. I'm just going to go. I'm focused on me. You know, I, I know what I'm going to do. I know what I can do. And I'm going to just go do it. And then when the pressure's on, I love that shit, bro. I don't even think I got anything else to say. That's a, <laughs> that's a perfect way to wrap. But, uh, man, I'm excited. I'm happy that we did this. I'm happy to have you on again in the future. Thank I'm, you, I'm happy to be there July 26th. No, you're I'm the off. man, bro. Y'all better y'all turn, t- tune in. You'll see me in the July background 26th. going nuts. You're going crazy, yeah. With an Albanian <laughs> um, flag. No, we got to get you an Albanian oh, flag. Oh, yeah, you're getting me Albanian I'm gonna flag. I'm going to get you an Albanian flag. Um, no, but I'm, uh, dude, I'm just happy for you in general just to, you know, I'm I'm a little worried about the the, the those episode things. Yeah, yeah. Because that just like that scares me for for you as a person. But other than that, the health seems much better. Yep. Which is very very important. Girlfriend, she's happy. You're happy. Family seems like they're in good shape. Yep. And we got a fight coming up soon, and you're about to be in the UFC. God, so yeah, like, God is good, man. Inshallah, brother. Inshallah. Yep, yep. <laughs> but uh, I appreciate you, bro. I appreciate you, bro. For real. Thank you, man. You've Beautiful. always been a good dude. I know Love you're my you, guy. Bro. Love you, bro.